0: Afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of this week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and in October, oh, have the turntables have turned?
1: <laughs> and I am the Champ, and I want to know who's going to be Mr. November.
0: Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, right? I, I think there's a I think there's a more than a handful of candidates here. Okay, tell me. Well. Uh, let's just start in the junior circuit. Uh, this Kyle Tucker is a pretty good player. Yep. Uh, as is uh, Jordan Alvarez. Yes, I agree. Bregman. As is the guy who's kind of waking up from his slumber, Jose Altuve.
1: All right. So yeah. So I, I guess when you look at these players, you, you said uh, you talked about you don't follow the American League as closely, and and nor do I. But since I'm in a a, a league, I know about you know these players and and what they've done. But um, yeah, it, there, there's a whole host of candidates, and on the Philly side, you know Bryce Harper, yeah. you know is in the spotlight yeah. and and could be Mr. November. Um, and there's going to be a significant. I guess there could be a significant amount of games in November. Correct.
0: Uh, yeah, the first one is, well, there's tonight, and then Tuesday, yeah, there could be four games. And yeah, okay. Bryce, so All far, right. Bryce Harper is worth every nickel.
1: There you go. Yeah. Um, you, you talk about the turntables have turned in October, and you are absolutely right. I'm, I guess you're referring to the playoff picture, and who made the playoffs, and their seed,
0: Well, what I meant is that the Padres and Blake Snell almost ruined the Phillies' season June 25th, and it turns out the Phillies ruined their season.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, if it didn't ruin the Phillies' season on June 25th, it certainly ruined (laughs) mine. Space Harper' season. (laughs) Anybody that had him in fantasy baseball certainly were ruined by it.
0: Stupid Blake Snell. Stupid Blake Snell. (laughs) Yeah, and Harper is, like, picking up where he left off. When we... We all went down to see the Phillies and the Nats in right before he broke his thumb because we saw him in mid June, and that guy was on fire. And yes, he's don't he, I know it. He's at the same spot now, man. When he hit that home run in the eighth to beat the Padres, that was like unbelievable. It's like a storybook ending. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, uh, you know the 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 one to left field. Yeah, the home run yeah. to left field. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's the one I mean. Yeah, it, it's just amazing what the guy's done. He, you talk about—I mean, there's other guys that played well, but he, he's even the balls he gets out on—he a lot of them he hits the ball hard.
1: Yeah. So I was—I was going was to wait a little bit later into the podcast because, I, but I guess this is kind of rolling right into our discussion on the MLB playoffs, right? Um, let me ask you a question here, and it, it, it's great what the Phillies and Padres have have both done from the number six and number five seed, respectively. Um, here's what I find interesting. And I was just thinking about this the other day. Do you think that the Phillies get this far if there's no DH? Well, no. This, and when I say this year, I'm, I'm talking about the season as a whole. Do they even get into the playoffs? Um let alone how far they've gotten because of the playoffs, and and their team construct with with the DH. And and my point being is I think the Phillies have taken full advantage of the DH rule and have spent accordingly.
0: Yeah, well, they wouldn't have made the playoffs because Harper would have had to have gone under the knife and maybe he'd been back in September because he can't throw the baseball. So he literally would have been out longer than June 25th. I mean, he – Right. Yeah, so –
1: and let's jump back a little bit. Let's jump back a little bit. Let's just say that there's no DH in the national league. Yeah. Did, did the Phillies sign both uh, Castellanos yeah. and Schwarber or do they sign one or the other? If there's no DH. Uh,
0: yeah, that's a good question. Unless they had in their mind, uh, you know, moving uh, Hoskins, but yeah, you, you wouldn't have signed both of them.
1: Yeah. So, so that's, a, so so you know hats off to the Phillies for taking full advantage of of the DH but I thought that has played large and I I don't know has anybody talked about that have they talked about that on the broadcast at all
0: No they really haven't although okay. um, you know I always said in 2009 the Phillies had the better eight man lineup than the Yankees but we're throwing mm. Matt Stairs at and they're throwing a Sui or Matsui at there that's a huge right. difference <laughs> Yeah yeah Um, but yeah, this year, especially with Harper getting hurt, we're we're lucky to have the Castellanos who doesn't, he hasn't had a real, real good year, but he's, he's fought off some pitches and knocked in some runs and he's actually played really well defensively. (laughs) He saved two games defensively. So, um, and Schwarber does his thing where he hits 200 and you know, he hits four homers. So, and he walks a lot and uh, uh, amazingly he stole three bases. So. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, he is a leadoff hitter, so
0: yeah, right. So um, it, it, I'm a little surprised that the Padres beat the Mets and the Dodgers back to back. I think that's a that's an emotional high you got to keep. You know, you beat a 100, 100 game winner in the Mets and a hundred eleven game winner with the Dodgers. But I did tell you that you know we've talked before the Dodgers have some holes and they could go quiet pretty sometimes offensively.
1: Yeah. So, um, so, you know, in terms of the Padres beating the Mets, I, I wasn't surprised and had mentioned that on the podcast. Um, the previous podcast, though, when we talked about the Padres-Dodgers matchup, I thought it was going to be – we said anything could happen, but I didn't really expect it to because of the fact that the Dodgers had beaten the Padres 19 times – excuse me, 14 out of the 19 times. Yeah. So um, it, playoff baseball, I, I wonder – See, since this is the first year of, of this, let's just, if we just take a look at the National League, um, number one and two seeds were out in in the first in the first round, right? Yep. Yep. Um, which yep. was the what the um, divisional series. Correct. And I wonder if the layoff has has been too long. Now, obviously, this is only you know two two different series, but I wonder if baseball is going to try and and change that. And the fact that the Padres and the Phillies, as I previously mentioned, as five to six seeds. Um, good for them for, for getting that far. Interesting fact. You ready for this? Go ahead. I'm going to go on record as saying that these six National League teams, with the outside possibility of the Brewers and Giants, they're, going to, they're all going to be here in the playoffs um, for the next two or three years. And did you also realize that these six teams are the highest spending six teams in the National League that made the playoffs.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I think I probably knew that. Yeah, if you would have asked me to rank six teams, I probably would have said these six teams. I'm not sure about the Mets getting there repeatedly.
1: I think they're going to spend their way, and, and see, this is <clears throat> without getting too negative here into the podcast, this is this is the problem that baseball is going to face is is that you have teams that aren't trying to compete. So you're going to have you know, three or four hundred-win teams every season in the National League because of all the rest of the teams. I mean, the Pirates, the Reds, they're they are not going to compete. The Rockies, um, Marlins maybe get the 80 wins, 81 wins, that type of thing. But I think the six teams that you saw this year will be the same six next year.
0: Yeah, you're saying outside of Milwaukee and um, – The
1: Giants. The Giants. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the the Giants may be going, you know, trying to get uh, uh, Aaron Judge this this year. Yeah. So, and, and Milwaukee plays in that hideous central, which, you know, if they win 85, 90 games, they could get in.
0: So let me ask you you haven't watched the, the, the playoffs, uh, but in game five, the Phillies and the Padres, the Padres are up by one. Uh, they have um, Suarez, Robert Suarez is pitching for the Padres. JT Rilbuto smacks a single, okay? Next up is Harper, and he he's been on fire the whole series. And Melvin didn't bring in Hayter.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- those are the mistakes that you make in the playoffs that are just so so glaring, and, and where you need to change your managerial style. Because, I mean, why wouldn't you use? Uh, how, how there was one out? Right?
0: There was nobody out, and he, he would nobody to, out. He would have had to pitch two innings, but if you don't win the game, that's it serious
1: it's uh, over. yeah exactly and, and and you extend them don't worry about tomorrow because there might not be a tomorrow well your your, your your tomorrow might be uh, next april
0: yeah
1: um yeah 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 you, ha- you have to was he um roundly criticized for not bringing in Hader? hater uh yeah right away yeah, as he should be yeah. as he should be
0: he he i don't even think he was warming up dude
1: you know, there's really no excuse for that, right? Because you look down, you have a bench coach, you have a bullpen coach. You should know that here are the situations, here's what the score is. If this batter gets to um, to the plate with this situation, that he's coming in the game. There shouldn't be any debate about that. Uh, that's, I, I, that's that's I ridiculous. Mean,
0: if if Hader got Harper out in that situation, he would have thrown six pitches to Castellanos and Bond. <laughs> That's that's the truth. He would have thrown six pitches today. He might have got out of the inning and with ten pitches. Yeah.
1: you spend big money, you or you trade a lot of prospects yeah. for for Hayter. That's what you expect. Because
0: he's a isn't he a free agent this year? He is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, why do you make the move?
1: I I I don't know. I, I, yeah, that's just bad management. It,
0: it was bad, and that's when he hit the two run homer into left field. Mm. The guy and the Suarez was trying to run fastballs by him and he was thrown in the high nineties. And I'm, I'm looking at him like, dude, what are you t-? <laughs> You better change the script here or he's going to bounce it off your head. And he didn't bounce it off his head, but he, he put it in the seats. Yeah. He threw like five or six pitches against him.
1: Well, Bob Melvin's mistake uh, is much to the light of Phillies fans.
0: Yeah, I know. And you know what? It's, Getting to the World Series might be the best thing to happen to the Philly, whether they win this or not, because now, now it's an attraction. People are watching this guy Harper play, and they're, they want to they want to jump on that bandwagon. I think. And and they, they have some they have some holes they could fill, and um, they, they I, I think that it's an opportunity that players might want to get on board. Especially when they see the stadium, uh, it, it, the way it is, on, during, in the playoffs, um, yeah, they might want to get on board here. So I, I think this is a, you know, uh, you know, they, they, they signing a guy like Degrom to pitch in the third slot and say, hey, we, you know, we'll pitch you every five days, whatever. That that's a formidable pitching staff at that point.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, ab- ab- I, I absolutely agree. And. You know this this was a big year, right? Because they had missed the playoffs, you know, for what ten straight years, and you know, almost missed it. They they didn't come in riding high into the playoffs, right? No, Um, yeah, they kind of the the Brewers just didn't play well, you know, um, as well. So um, they really the franchise really needed that.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, a couple things. Again, you haven't watched. There's a couple guys, and I'm curious if if the guys in the league have any opinion on this, there's a couple guys I've watched that I, I I, I have a different perspective on now. And one is Juan Soto. I, I'm not saying the guy's not good. I'm not saying he's, he's, he shouldn't be drafted high in a fantasy league or I just, I I find him lackadaisical. Um, I I, I don't find him to be a, a leader. And it bothers me if someone's going to pay four hundred million dollars, three hundred fifty million dollars for this guy, and you're not getting a leader. Mm. And the other guy was Ronald Acuna. He he just played lazily. It really <clears> to hit hit a inside the park home run against them. The ball caromed off the fence into right field. The left fielder got it.
1: Interesting, because he, he didn't he didn't play in the World Series last year, right? He was hurt.
0: Right, he didn't play. Cunha,
1: yeah. yeah. Hey, just a real quick correction already. Hater is arbitration eligible next year as a free agent in 2024.
0: Okay, all right. So they'll have him one more year. Yeah, yeah. But at, the, well, at least that's good because they should have used him on Friday or Saturday. Or
1: was. or for Bob Melvin, maybe he has a chance to repeat his mistake.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, whatever you do, don't pitch Hater against Harper. <laughs> <laughs> with the time <laughs> run on. Don't do it. Oh, well, I can
1: guarantee you uh, the next situation, people will be bringing that up, right? Yeah. Uh, next year when the Phillies Padres play?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, brother. Uh, and the other thing I noted is that the Phillies have never lost to the Braves in the playoffs. So there you go. Um, oh, right. Because yeah. it was it 93.
1: Yeah. Yep. Right? They swept, they swept the Braves.
0: No. I, it went five or six games, but they, they didn't lose to them.
1: Oh, oh! I'm sorry. You're talking about losing a series. Got yep. it.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The yep. yeah, that yeah. Bad, bad mistake by me.
0: And uh, we'll see. They've never lost to Houston either, so we'll see about that.
1: Yeah, the classic. Was it 1980? Yeah. the when when Houston yeah. was in the uh, NL uh, Championship Series. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think the playoffs have, have, have by and large have gone really well. The, uh, A lot of unexpected turns, right? Particularly the National League. Uh, The the American League playoffs, um, you've been calling the Astros all season long since about April, um, and they just destroyed the Yankees, which you've also been saying since about all-star break, that the Yankees don't impress you.
0: No, they they didn't impress the Astros either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah, the the Astros – when I, you know, Christy and I watch, and I was telling her, it's like this team's good this is a good team to watch. They're, they're going to hit the, put the ball in play. They pitch well, and um, yeah, it, it'll be a good series. And we're going to have Philly's going to have to be on their A game. And if they can get it to Game Seven, then who the hell knows, right? Some somehow they so, win two out of three in Philly. If they win two out of three, they got a shot. But if they don't, so- they don't have a shot.
1: Just for all the listeners, as we uh, are having this podcast on uh, October 31st, the series is tied one-one. Yeah, right. So, what's your what's your what's your prediction for this series?
0: Well, uh, it's still kind of up in the air because um, you know R- Ranger Suarez is going to pitch tonight. Tonight's Monday, and then they have the bullpen game, um, and then they'll have Nola back on Sunday. If all right, here's my prediction. If, if the Phillies can somehow snake two out of three back he, back in Philly, I think they're going to win it. Okay. Yeah. If they All only right. win one, it's going to be tough to beat Houston twice on a row. It, it's just going to – I just think that's an uphill battle. But if they can swing two of these wins, and one of these wins they might need to score seven, eight runs.
1: Which is tough against that pitching staff, but it can be done.
0: It, yeah, the Phillies can. The Phillies can do it. I mean, they're, they're, they'll run it. I mean, these guys, other than Framber Valdez, which we'll get into later, um, you know, they got the Verlander. So, and and he looked he looked pretty good the first couple innings, but you're just not going to rear back and and beat these beat the Phillies with fastballs all all night. I mean, they'll eventually catch up to it. And then for some reason, people still throw breaking balls to Stott and Bomb, and that's the only thing they can hit. I have have no idea why Stott doesn't see a fastball every time up. Mm. But whatever. Um, All right, you want to get into the postseason awards? Sure, let's do it. Let's do it because I guess the the awards
1: will be coming out after the World Series, but before Thanksgiving, right? So um, before our next podcast. So let's you and I talk about – what we think
0: okay. We'll start in the NL. Uh, we'll, we'll start with MVP. Uh, I got Paul Goldschmidt winning this.
1: Um, yeah, as, as do I. Um, that's that's nice that he won it. I don't know, it was kind of a weakish year for MVP candidates. Um, unfortunately for Cardinals fans, he stopped hitting, yeah. um, early September, um, as Rick will tell you, and just never reappeared again. And, um, yeah, that that and that was my big concern with the Cardinals going in the playoffs. Yeah. But yes, uh, for five six of the year, he was uh, he was he was really good.
0: Okay, uh, uh this. Go ahead.
1: Who, who do you have as the runner up?
0: I didn't have a runner up, um, but I I thought there were a couple guys that I thought probably should have. Well, will get some uh, love here, and one of them is. Uh, Nolan Arnado, I, I, I think his defense is his, has has got to give him votes every every time, um, I, and I, I think he's a guy that that <clears throat> probably should get some votes as well. Uh, I thought Machado had a really good year, um, so th- they would be Arnado and I think would fi- finish second.
1: Yeah, I I had uh, Arnado as the runner up, and if you remember when you and I um, were on the last sports podcast back in March, um, I actually picked him to win the MVP. So not too far off. Again, another Cardinal didn't show up in in the playoffs. But um, I guess good news for the Cardinals is is that he didn't – he he is going to – he had an opt-out. He's not opting out. So, you know, I guess it's a tough decision when you have, what, $35 million a year on the table. Um, I saw, I saw and that. And not yeah. opting out. Not yeah. a tough decision.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's a little risky because you're probably not going to get that money if you went on the market. He's a little older now. I don't know. Maybe you would. For yeah. Him. Yeah. All right. Who you got for Cy Young?
1: Uh, I'm sticking with Sandy Alcantara. Okay. Um, I, I think that, you know, he's a throwback pitcher in that for the Marlins. I mean, he throws seven, eight, nine innings. Um, I forget. He has, what, five? Complete games or something like that this year, which, you know, uh, 20 years ago, that wasn't a big deal. You were a bad pitcher if you only had five complete games. But this day and age um, is, is fairly remarkable. And if he played on a better team, um, he would be um, much more well known. And just a, a little note here that the Cardinals traded him and Zach Allen for um, Marcelo Zuna.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, just not not that I'm bitter about that. I get it, by the way, because Ozuna brought so much to the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, uh, I have Sandy as well. Uh, he led the led the league in innings pitch two twenty eight. He had a 8-1, 8.1 WAR, which led the National League. He had six complete games, thirty two starts, two hundred Ks, under a, a one WHIP. Yeah, I I got him there too. How about his runner up? I got a man uh, Urias, 17-7, okay. le- led, e- led the league in ERA with a 2 31 starts, uh, and an under-1 whip. Actually, he was better than uh, Sandy's. Um, and I got Urias as the number two.
1: All right. Um, I kind of go um, – I'm going to say Aaron Noah had a really good mm-hmm. year. Um, I know his record doesn't reflect it at 11-13, but 205 innings pitched, 235 strikeouts. Um his FIP, which, you know, fielding independent pitching, it was 2.58. I, I think he pitched into some tough luck. I don't know what Philly fans think about that. Um, and his war, he had, a six, he had a 6.0 war. Your thoughts?
0: Uh, ERA's a little high for me. Um, yeah, He does strike out a lot of guys, and he's pitched well in the playoffs for the most part, even that game. There weren't a lot of hard-hit balls game one off of him, um, except for the, the two homers. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I, I, I don't think he's he's as effective as Urias. I, mean, I think Urias pitches the contact, and he keeps the ball do, on the ground.
1: Do you think there's some bias, in your opinion, in that you see Noah pitch all the time?
0: Well, Yeah. I mean, but maybe I would have a stronger leaning toward Urias if I watched him pitched all the time, too.
1: Okay. It's, it's, it's possible. Yeah. And by the way, we should, we should uh, let everybody know that uh, all awards are based upon regular season stats, and, yes. and, and all ballots have to be in before the playoffs.
0: Right, even though I did mine two days ago. so.
1: Well, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: right. Um, okay, Rookie of the Year. This one was a little tough for me. Uh, but I'm I, I went with Spencer Strider. Uh,
1: I concur. Okay. Tell me why.
0: Uh, Eleven and five, a two six seven ERA, a one whip, nine nine. Um, he had thirty one games, twenty starts. He had two hundred two Ks at one hundred thirty four innings.
1: So so what is that case per nine?
0: Thirteen point six,
1: which which is unheard of. For, for starters. I mean, you see that for relievers, but yeah. not for star, starters. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I think by that fact that he edges out his teammate, Michael Harris. Uh,
0: agreed. Um, yes, I, I agree with that. And I, I thought there, there was a pretty good – there was a handful of rookies in the National League, I thought, this year. I thought Brendan Donovan played well, and he plays like six positions, I think.
1: Yeah, and he plays and he plays them pretty well, too. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a big deal. When you're a rookie and you can hit pretty much anywhere in the lineup, you know, top third, bottom third, and then play six positions, I thought that was pretty good. Um, yeah, Harris had a good year. Uh, I thought this Nick Lodolo pitched pretty well. Uh, he. I mean, have a once, strong once he becomes
1: consistent, he's yeah. going to be really good. But you know, he had some starts. You'd watch him and like, okay, he's really turned it around. And the next start would just right. be horrible.
0: Yeah. And and the other guy. Now, maybe I am biased, but Cruz picked it up toward the end of the year. I mean, he ended up with a 744 um, uh, OPS, and he had 17 homers, 11 stolen bases, and 54 ribs in 87 games. I'm, I'm sorry, who was that again? O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill Cruz. Got it. Yeah. so I, I, I don't think he's what Harris and Strider are, but he he had a he had some pretty good power numbers um, for walking into like, hey, dude, there's no one to protect you here, so you're gonna have to kind of figure it out on your own. Uh,
1: that's a really good point.'m yeah. I'm, I'm guessing you're gonna retain him for next year. Yeah,
0: I think I will. And okay, uh, okay. it just uh, it looks like the Dodgers are interested in Korea. Yeah, I don't think they're going to keep Trey Turner.
1: Um, I think they have yeah, I would hands. imagine that Trey Turner is going to cost more. Yeah, than He'll Correa. What, yeah. what have you seen in terms of rumors where um, Trey Turner is going?
0: I uh, I haven't, seen I haven't any, really seen anything. I haven't seen anything about Trey Turner. But okay, I, just, I think I feel like the Dodgers need to replace. Well, they have locks to replace Muncie. They got to replace that center fielder. Um, they got to replace Justin Turner. That's going to be with a rookie. So they got to be careful here, you know, uh, f- like you, you got some young guys that can play, but you still need some veteran leadership and and, and that, that would fall on Freeman and Betts. And, you know, I mean, they, they have some holes here, They uh, you know, whatever. But I don't think they're going to sign trade. That'd be too many years.
1: Well, let me ask you a question for next year's draft. You ready? Mm-hmm. What's the winning bid for um, Bellinger next year?
0: Oh, I don't know if you you would use the term winning bid. I think.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, somebody's going to win him, right?
0: Right. I I would take him for a quarter.
1: Wow. Okay. I mean, I would go 30. I would probably go 30 cents. Okay. Yeah. You know, if we if we were doing a, if we were you and I were the last ones in, <laughs> which it could be,
0: <laughs> but there'd be a long pause between a quarter and thirty cents.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then you would say, "Take him. He's yours."
0: Because <laughs> deep inside, of like, me. deep deep inside, I'd be saying, "Say thirty. Say thirty Say Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And and then I would pull the quote. I didn't really want him. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Uh, Manager of the year. Who yes. do you got? Say again? Manager of the year. Yeah. Who do you have? Oh. Uh, oh, you want me to go? I, I have a tie. I'll go. I have a tie in manager of the year. And the, okay. All right. Uh, I got Rob Thompson and Dave Roberts.
1: Okay. Um, I'm a little bit of a homer. I went with Oliver Marmol because it was his first season with the runner-up being Thompson. In that, the, the Phillies didn't finish all that strong going in. They kind of, they, they didn't back into the playoffs. But you know they they didn't go in really strong to the playoffs. But certainly, if you were to take a playoff situation into account, Rob Thompson probably leaps frogs um, Oliver Marmol. But this is the first one that we, we've had a difference on. So so tell me about uh, Thompson and uh, and Dave Dave Roberts.
0: All right, I'll I'll, t- I'll start with Thompson. Uh, so he gets the job at at the fifty first game, and goes nineteen games over five hundred while missing. Uh, his best player yeah, okay. for two months, and he keeps it together. And I th- I thought him and Dabrowski did a good job of like, all right, let's make a decision on uh, Didi Gregorius, cut him. Let's make a decision on uh, Adrubal Herrera, cut him. We'll, we'll go trade for a center fielder that's not a hassle. And I don't know if Marsh is any better than Adrubal Herrera, but he, the you know what I mean? Um, he, he's a better defender, more consistent defender. Um so I thought Thompson did a, a good job of keeping that together. I mean, June 25th, you know, the air came out of the tires, man. You've got to think like, oh, shit. And, and then they went on a little run after after losing him. So I, I, I think he did a good job with that. And I and Dave Roberts, he wins 111 games, and there's nothing tougher than managing a team that has super high expectations. Right? It's, it's, it's easy managing the Pirates. It's really difficult imagine the Dodgers that have World Series championship expectations, and you lose Bueller for most of the year. If you know he, he was six and three, you lose Kershaw for a portion of it. Muncie's in and out. Taylor's in and out. Justin Turner just looks like he's at his last last uh, uh, leg. Betts is little inconsistent. He's not Red Sox Mookie, Mookie Betts, and Bellinger's got off and they won 111 games, and, and he really didn't have a closer. So I thought he did a really good job.
1: Uh, well, you know what? You make a compelling case, and I guess I didn't really look hard enough at, at Dave Roberts because the Dodgers were expected to, to win the playoffs, right? So you know how it, 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 the manager of the year goes. It's really people that weren't, weren't expected that, that do much better. than than expected doesn't necessarily mean winning the division but I I think you're absolutely right with Dave Roberts and I I think that he's a very underrated manager
0: oh yeah I think he is too yeah I mean I think he did a really good job for and again I know he has really good players I'm just saying it's probably the most difficult thing to manage a good team when you're expected to win everything
1: so critique my pick because I say the winner was Oliver Marmol in his in his rookie year.
0: Yeah. So all right. So let's look at that.
1: Um, well, let's take the play when we're taking the playoffs out. When he should have gotten Helsley out way before that happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, they won ninety three games and in, in your words, the worst division possibly in baseball.
1: Uh, at least in no League. the uh, okay. AL Central is probably the worst. Okay. But probably the second worst. Second yeah. worst.
0: Um. And, he, and by your your opinion, he has number one and number two MVP candidates. Um, I think he probably did what he was supposed to do. I mean, his pitching is probably lacking a little bit. You know, some young Oh, it was, a bad, it was a bad pitching staff. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, he, he gets Quintana at the end and, and does what he's supposed to do. No? Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, and the other way, again. I
1: was going to say, do you want to run through the American League? But it sounds like you're going to say something else. Yeah,
0: I have a question for you. Yeah. So, when you talk about GM of the year, would you give it to AJ Preller or Preller or whatever his name is?
1: Uh, Probably. Probably. um, I I, I didn't really think about that. Um, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. Those, saves, the, those trades may have saved him. Um, Mosellac from, from the Cardinals, I think, turned their season around by acquiring uh, Jordan Montgomery mm-hmm. and Jose yep. Quintana. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you look at it that way. But GM of the year, there's so much more because you look at, you know, the, the depth that you're building for next year, but you, sure. you really decided yeah. on that particular year.
0: Yeah. Why, what were you thinking? I, 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 that's what I was thinking. I mean, he set them up to – I mean, he lost Tatis. It's a big deal, right? It is a big deal. Yeah, and uh, he put him in position. He found a shortstop in Kim, and um, uh, he gave him a closer. It's <laughs> the best closer in baseball, which the guy didn't use, but he gave him, yeah. and he gave him arguably the – you know, uh, Juan Soto, who won the MVP of the World Series a couple of years ago.
1: Probably saved his job um, getting that deep into the playoffs, right? because uh, the Padres have spent some money, they've made some trades, hadn't worked out in the last couple of years, so so this year really, I think, s- saved his his job. And you know what? he's kind of a throwback type of GM, right? Not afraid to make trades. Um, yeah. you know yeah. People get so caught up now in how many controllable years that they have as yeah. opposed to trying to win win now. yeah um, you know so yeah, yeah that that's, that's a really good one.
0: All right, let's go to the American
1: League. Uh, Who do you got as MVP? Uh, I'm still saying, this one was close, and it's arguable, but I'm still saying uh, Shohei Ohtani. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I I know a lot of people like Aaron Judge, and it's great that he broke the American League home run record, but look look what, what Ohtani's doing at the highest levels. At the highest levels, Major League Baseball. He's one of the premier pitchers and hitters. I mean, he's doing both. To me... Yeah, that's that's remarkable.
0: Yeah, so t- just a, real quick, so Atani had a two three three ERA, a one oh one WHIP, two hundred nineteen Ks, and he only walked forty four guys in twenty eight starts. <laughs> it's like that's a joke, and that's his part time job. What What do you do on the hitting side? I uh, had ninety runs scored, uh, thirty doubles, thirty four homers, uh, ninety five ribs, eleven stolen bases, and eight seventy five OPS.
1: So, so look at those numbers just independently. If he was just a pitcher or just a hitter, each one of those numbers separately yeah. gets him in the discussion for MVP, yeah, right? Or good. Cy or Cy Young, which, whichever one. Yeah. Together, I, I don't, I don't know that you can beat that.
0: You can't. It's impossible. The guy, he, you, you they pay him thirty million dollars for an all-star right fielder and an all-star pitcher.
1: Wouldn't every team in the major leagues just love to have him? I, I, you know that the, the the Angels are, are are dumb enough to trade him.
0: I'm and telling you, man, I I, I would have thrown Acuna, Acuna, a and a one of the pitchers, Freed, and and maybe even Strider, to get 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 that guy. Yes, yeah. the, the Braves yeah. have the the working capital to handle that salary.
1: And, and look what he does in terms of just draw. I mean, he's, he's a huge draw, right? Particularly in that Los
0: Angeles market. He's a freak. <laughs> yeah, he really is. All right. Uh, Cy Young? Um, uh, I,
1: I went with Dylan Cease mm, over Verlander. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I thought Cease kept the White Sox, a bad White Sox team, in contention all year. Um, not to underestimate what Verlander did after coming um, off of surgery. What? Because he hadn't pitched for two years, and now he's what 39, 38, 39 years old. Yeah, he's still But right. I, I went with I went with Dylan Cease.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah i i was I was stuck between him and Verlander, but I went with Verlander only because Verlander uh, uh, led the league in in uh, ERA and WHIP, um, and he had twenty eight starts. Just four under six ceases, Um and I'm not even counting the 18 wins. Um, yeah, I I can't argue with that. And then this is another thing that sticks out. He had 28 starts and 29 walks. <laughs> what the hell? Right? That's unbelievable. He he's another throwback pitcher, isn't he? Yeah. He just uh, yeah he just powers it up, and that's
1: so. It, it, is he going to be? Um, I, here we go again. Yep. Is, is he going to be a free agent this year? I want to say he's a free agent.
0: Uh, I'm looking him up now. Boy, oh boy. Uh, let me see here. Wait, it's a lot of scrolling to get through Verlander. There's a lot of data in here. Yeah. He has a player option for next year 25 million.
1: Oh right, he has options. Yeah, okay, I see that. So, yeah. so I guess he needs to decide. Well, 20, I, mm. I don't I, think you know what. Decisions. If I'm him, I test that. I think he gets twenty five million easily next year on the open market. At forty, I think he could parlay that into a three year deal. Wow. Look, look, look. look what, okay, so what's the difference between him and Max Scherzer? Max Scherzer got three years. Um, at one hundred $130 million from the Mets.
0: Okay. Yeah, all right. I see where you're going with that.
1: Yeah, somebody could say three years, $100, uh, 100 million and hope they get two years out of them.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, they could. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll Just see. Don't pitch them in the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> this guy stinks in the World Series. Uh okay, that was good. We we're pretty close. It was a good conversation.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Can we can we just do rookie of the year? Because I think oh. that's got easy in the American League. Oh
0: yeah, Julio Rodriguez, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We
1: can skip through that one, yeah. and then manager of the year, real quick.
0: Uh, you know what? I did. Oh yeah, I did. I did Dusty Baker.
1: See, you you did it the right way. In in terms of I, I would agree with that. I, I put down Terry Francona because I I thought that mm. the okay the, I thought that the Guardians, uh, you know overshot what they thought. And they, they, they had one of the lowest payrolls. And yeah. to win that many games, um, I thought he did a really good job. But I wouldn't have a problem with Dusty Baker um, as the manager of the year.
0: Again, it's really difficult to manage a team that's built like that. And you're expected to be right where you're Good point. At. Yeah. It's it's a lot of pressure. All right. Speaking about managers, uh, the Marlins hire Skip Schumacher.
1: Yes. Cardinal bench coach Skip Schumacher. No surprise there. Um I, Marlins really liked him. Um, apparently, this guy is... I mean, he was destined to be a manager, from what I understand. So, you know, good luck with the Marlins.
0: All right. And then you're going to have to help me out with this one. Kansas City hires... <sighs> I think it's
1: pronounced Quatraro.
0: Matt Quatraro.
1: Matt Quatraro, yeah. Yeah, he's I don't know anything about him, though.
0: Neither do I. He's from Tampa.
1: So. Yeah, that, you know what? Maybe he can... Parlatus and something else. I, I think that Royals organization is, is a mess. You know, They got rid of Matheny, which is fine, but they also got rid of, I can't remember who their general manager was. They took them to the uh, the World Series, couple World Series, and I don't know. It, I, I just don't know if that franchise is headed in the right direction.
0: All right. Uh, with being in the America League, I really don't care. Um, <laughs> so, all right, so- let's... Go ahead. Yeah, talk about you have Framber Valdez yeah. with two question marks.
1: Tell me what you mean by that.
0: Okay, so I'm watching Framber, and I I've watched him before. He's a good pitcher. He's got a nasty breaking ball. I mean, nasty, and he throws it hard, and it it buries into the right right handers. Um, he was handling the Phillies pretty easily. Uh, every once in a while, we you know we show some life, but for the most part. Um, he handled that lineup. Uh, so when I'm wa- when I was watching him, he goes to his hair all the time, and I and I and as I was watching, him, I'm thinking, right, that's kind of like a nervous energy type stuff. It's no different than spitting right. or picking up the rosin bag and throwing it down, fixing your hat. It's just nervous yep. energy, right? But there's a couple video clips of him digging his thumb in to the palm of his hand his other hand and wiping it and then rubbing the ball and i'm I'm looking at it i'm thinking i don't know if that's a nervous energy type movement
1: huh did they discuss it on the like has that been discussed in in the media at all or is this something you just just saw it
0: it started to be discussed the day after um And, when you know, the pitchers come out, you know, at the end of the half inning. um, Yeah. And sometimes the umpires look at. So he comes out, he takes his glove off right away, and he sticks his thumb into his pants and kind of runs it along the belt line inside the pant. And that's another one I'm thinking, all right, that could be just like, it's just quirky, he's fixing his pants or whatever. But when he does it on a consistent basis, and it's the same thumb that he rubbed the palm of his hand on, I start thinking, like, all right, come on, man. Like, I, well, I, there's nothing they can prove. It's it's after the fact. But I'd like to think MLB would be on him if he pitches. They, I think his next start would be game six. Hmm.
1: Well, I mean, well, with the Astros, there's no history of cheating, so I, I doubt if that's the case.
0: Well, you like to think they cleaned house, but, you know, I and also if, if you see the video with his his thumb buried into the palm of his hand and it it just doesn't seem like a like a I'm going to use the term a baseball movement it just doesn't seem that way that that's that's all well, I meant good
1: good for you for noticing and and I forget uh, there was some text was it was it Bob Kirk that also mentioned the same thing was it him and and, and Bob Freeze that had mentioned it
0: well it was me I I put it out there asking oh, okay. if anybody else saw but um. Yeah, I, I, I it, it it, was a little bothersome when I was watching them. Like, come on. And, and to be honest with you, if they caught them again, like they got to go on the death penalty or something, man. <laughs> like, you got to shut that organization down for a year. Jeez. I I,
1: I would imagine that if you saw it, the, the Phillies probably would have seen that and told Major League Baseball, hey, you got to keep an eye on this.
0: Well, I, there was a interview with uh, Castellanos and it, what it, all he said was, and I'm paraphrasing. He said, yeah, he has a really good breaking pitch. He said something like, I've never seen a curveball do that, but hey. So, and it was, if you watch the game, which some of these guys have, he, he was burying that ball. Man, that thing was nasty. Like, <laughs> against the righties, too. Like, you you had a better shot laying off that pitch as a left-hander. I mean, they're swinging right over top of that thing. So, anyway. Um. It's just a thought, you know, if anybody else saw it, I'd be interested in your take.
1: Yeah, so, I didn't, uh, I, I, I didn't notice it. Um, but that's, that's really interesting. Uh, the comments that Castiano made the, but Hey, right. <laughs> just kind of leaves it hanging out there, doesn't it?
0: Right. Uh, and he said, I never saw a curveball uh, do that. So it's funny. Um, Okay, hey, I do have a Twib note this week. Brought to you by Schaefer, Schaefer—the one beer to have if you're having more than one. Now, listen, I had a Fat Tire Amber Ale, Now I've had these before, but this was pre the new me, right? So yes. this is me. This is—I've had it before, but now I'm now I'm having it in a sense of, all right, let me kind of drink this critically instead of just throwing it down my gullet, right? mm mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I I thought it was probably a good beer because it was it was tasted different to me, you know probably the first time I've had it. but yep. um, I really like this. I, I like this beer. It's uh, from New Belgium Brewing Company. It's got an ABV of only 5.2 percent. The beer I haven't had is 82. I, I I would put it at high 80 rooster talons. Um, have you ever had this? Yeah,
1: um, yeah, it's it, it's fine in in the in the uh, beer world. If, if it were an educational course, it would be uh, a two hundred level course, if you will. Um, certainly not a graduate. It, it, it's a nice transitional beer, right? It's a nice gateway beer. How's that?
0: <laughs> That's what they call marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you saying? I think, I'll, I'll be drinking this. Next thing you know, I'm like hooked on tequila. Is that what you're saying? <laughs>
1: No, I'm just saying that you, you, you can't go from bush beer to a 90-minute uh, doctor no, to 90 no. minutes. There has to be no. something in between, and yeah. I think this is, this is the perfect type so, of beer. this um, would
0: be like puberty. Like <laughs> this is where you're, like, you're starting to develop physically, your hormones, yeah. right? Yeah, like, all right, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah 90 minutes, pure adulthood. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. But I really liked it, Jay. I, I poured it in a glass. I was watching a game, and I I thought, like, man, this, this is actually pretty good. You know, we all have different tastes. You know, what I mean, S- some things that you would think like, uh that I, I'm I'm a, not a real fan of that, or I wouldn't buy it. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a good beer. I like it. It's brands. a
1: kind of beer because of its ABV. You can have two or three um, of those, right?
0: Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I I yeah. told you off air, I'll tell you again. But I had five. On uh, Friday night game, <laughs> Dogfish sixty minutes. Whew! It was tough to stay up for that extra inning, man. Like I was yeah. wearing out. But yeah, you, so you in there. you had three hundred minutes worth of it. Yeah, three hundred minutes, and some I started eating Doritos, chocolate, anything to keep me up. Yeah, there you go. Game. Um, and I do have a Mad Elf sitting in the fridge.
1: Yeah, so I had some, you had said the last podcast, mm-hmm. some suggestions for Belgian ales. And Mad Elf is, is one, very seasonal. It, 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 I'm going to say it's going to be very polarizing. Either you're going to really like it or, or really hate it. But it's widely available now that Trogues has moved to their Hershey um, location versus their Harrisburg location. Um, so, yeah, so try some of that. Uh, the other two I had were uh, the Trappist Roquefort uh, 8. Um, Belgian Ale, and anything Chimay, if you can try those. Because you have that, what, 800 beer selection store? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so give those a try.
0: Okay, all right, definitely will. Uh, I don't think we have any podcast corrections follow-up, though it's been a couple weeks, so I can't remember. (laughs) Exactly. What are you walking off with?
1: All right. So as far as I still know, that uh, championship party is still scheduled for Sunday, November uh, 13th at the rec room in Phoenixville. Um, it's on the website as well. And I think I have set up a link um, to the location. So um, should be a good time. I have already venmo um, the winners this, this year, um, their money. And uh, for Josh, I actually have his bobblehead trophy sitting here that I'll probably give to him at, at the draft. Um, that's item number one. And number two, today is, is Halloween, and somehow it has become a holiday, um, an infernal, um, pun intended, holiday at that. It, it, it's just so bad. I, I, I hate it so much that, you know, it people take off now, right? I mean, the... The roads will be crowded at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. People leave and work because they have to get home to dress their kids and do all... And, and oh, I just I just can't stand it. People ringing the doorbell and all the candy. And you know what's in those candy bags? What? Uh, you know, spoiler alert, diabetes. <laughs> it's just... Do you, uh, I guess you're going to have to give out the candy today, right? Uh, yeah. All right.
0: You but like it? I don't mind it because... I don't mind people. I like them. I like people in general.
1: Uh, what are you suggesting? I'm not suggesting
0: don't? anything. I don't, I don't know what you're inferring from that statement, but I, 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 all I'm, I'm talking about myself, that I like people in general. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. So, um, Wait,
1: didn't we just have a discussion pre-show about passive-aggressive?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a little passive-aggressive right there. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. So uh, wait a minute. Is, did your girls not go trick or treating? Yeah, it's it's
1: it, it's fine. It's just it, it it's I, I think what's happened though is that it just it's it's become a much bigger thing, right? It's it's kind of like it's a contrived quote holiday and. I think part of it is you know people leaving early from work and all the lost production time for something like this. If they're going to do this, let's let's just have it the last Saturday in October from six to eight and be done with it. Let's let's not stretch it off over the whole course of a week. And you know, it has its own. You know, all websites have these scary pumpkins and jack. It's come on. Let's just let's just press on.
0: Okay, well, I do agree with you that you know different townships have different trick or treating nights. And I do think it should be on a Saturday, because like you're you're, this nine year old's walking around the neighborhood getting candy, and his parents are saying you can't eat any, and you got to go to school tomorrow. So yeah, I agree with you that it probably should be a Saturday night, just a standard. Yeah, like what did you say? Last Saturday in October, everyone in the in the United States is having it. You know, yes. Yeah, I mean, is
1: is there any historical? uh, Significance to have it on the thirty-first. I mean, we, we we have other quote holidays on on Monday, the the standard and the observed or the traditional yeah, and the observed. Yeah, yeah. Let's just yeah. do I, this the last the last in, uh, I
0: agree with you.
1: and 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 yeah. Do they not turn back the clocks because because of that? No, I
0: don't think that's anything to do with Halloween. Is that All what right. you asking? Yeah, no. It had nothing to do with Halloween, and I know that's all right. Well, I'm going to attribute yours. it to Halloween. Okay, okay. So you're not going to rant uh, about um, daylight savings time anymore. No, I still hate it okay.
1: because yeah. you know now, now that I don't now that I don't have to work. It's great that it's still dark at seven o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> What do you care?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> I mean, purely self-serving. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's, yeah, and working from home is nice, too, because in the winter, you're like, boy, it looks cold out there, but I just have to go into my office. <laughs> what are you walking off with? Uh, okay, couple – well, I, I wasn't sure up until, like, the last minute here, but I, I'm still baffled how there are five to six guys at any one time in the Phillies lineup that is that are hitting 200 or below – and they're still winning playoff games. Uh, it's base. It's the new baseball, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, they're flashing the thing up there. And I, if I was the hitter, I'd be like, "Hey, don't flash that shit. Like, flash my fielding percentage or something. Don't, don't tell the whole he, world I'm hitting 189."
1: You um, know what is, is interesting is, it, and we've touched upon this in past podcasts, but I'm really interested to see next year what the shift does. Are, are hitters going to change their approach? Are they still going to be swinging for the fences? Are they going to try and, you know, now that they can hit the ball up the middle and get a base hit? Or, I, I don't know. Do you, do you think it's going to change the game at all? Because I'm skeptical whether this sh- uh, shifting changes it at all.
0: Well, I, for a guy like Harper, he might hit 340 again. Okay. Because he hits the ball hard on the ground sometimes, and it, that second baseman's in... Right field. Yeah, he he's a guy that that could be affected. Um, I'm sure there are others like that as well. Uh, but a guy like Swarburn Hoskins, no, they're not changing how they hit. And I don't mind like them swinging for offenses in the in the right opportunity. But I feel like, you know, when when you need to you, you need to get a base hit or keep the inning going or put the ball in play, all right, give yourself one swing. But if you miss it, like all right, now it's the team, right? You know, you got one swing to be the hero. But if you can't, now you got to figure out how to put the ball in play a little bit.
1: Is, is there anything more frustrating? At least for me as a fan, when you see runners on second and third, nobody out, and you can't score the runners because everybody's striking out, like you're know, like you're talking about. Just put the ball in play, hit to the opposite side, uh, you or
0: just know, hit a fly ball like that,
1: put on the ground, yeah, hit a fly
0: ball, yeah. And and the the Padres did that a couple times, and and the Braves were, you know, they were a little fearful of the Phillies' uh, offense, and they were playing the infield in early in the game. And I'm thinking, like, man, if we put the ball in play, we're going to blow this game wide open here. Mm. You know, sometimes we couldn't. But it's a little frustrating, and it's a little odd. It's just odd. You know what? Watch the game tonight. Just watch through the lineup once on both sides and look at the difference in batting average between the two teams.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what I hear you, my, my takeaway is the Phillies win two out of three at home this coming week, that they're probably going to win the World Series. And if they don't, they probably won't. Is that, is that a fair summation?
0: Yeah, and you can remove the probabilities. <laughs>
1: okay. Hey, so when's our uh, when's our next podcast? When are we on next?
0: Interesting you ask. I'm looking on the Bush League website, and it tells everyone it'll be November 21st.
1: Okay. All right. The Monday so we can do that. Another, wow. Another three weeks. All right. So I got to start boning up on that. And then we're going to be in sometime in December. Okay. Sounds good. Anybody have any kind of questions anyone to add to our postseason awards, please text us and we'll, we'll read those on our podcast on the
0: 21st. And we'll bring it up if it's worthy.
1: Yeah. Oh, and, and if, uh, if, if you're really bad, we're just going to make fun of you. So yeah. Hey, and we'll bring up, throw it back in your face. Yeah.
0: Real quick. Uh, when is the gold Monkey standings finalized? When are,
1: so, is that right? Is so that right? what I, from what I understand from Bob is that it runs all the way through um, the championship party. So I, okay. I I don't know if that means post championship party
0: oh.
1: or he's going to have the standings beforehand. So Bob Freeze, if you could text us uh, group text and let us know because I'm sure some people want to have some revenge at the uh, um at the championship party, but they, they're going to mind their P's and Q's if yeah. it's after. So, maybe yeah.
0: A, maybe I'll bring Jameson. It would be hard to give me that. if I'm <laughs> <finish. laughs> Very nice. Nice touch. <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, have a good couple weeks. Have a good time in Portugal. All right, Chief. And, Bom dia. Uh, yeah. Uh, be safe. I'm out.